Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld. And today, as part of our biohacking series, I am thrilled to bring to you a woman who has her own remarkable healing journey, by the way, but to come on and talk to us about hypno breathwork. We're going to learn this wonderful revolutionary biohacking uh, tool that it really helps us like kind of clear energetic patterns, limiting beliefs, things that I love, right? On this show, I talk about energy and I talk about letting go of those limiting beliefs. So I'm thrilled to share her with you today since we are doing all things biohacking in series six in season six. So before I go any further, let me introduce you from the UK, but currently in Costa Rica, Susie Perry. Welcome Susie to You Lost Me at Namaste. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your wonderful podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here chatting all things that we love. So Susie and I met, I guess about three years ago, four years ago in Bodrum, Turkey at the Life Co. Yeah. That sound, sound about right. Um, and I have just really enjoyed watching your progression over the years with your really important work that you're doing as a healer. And since this season is dedicated to all things biohacking, and I don't know a lot about hypno breath work, I thought you'd be wonderful to come on and tell us about it. But first, would you mind sharing with us your own remarkable story of healing? Because I think it is really really impactful. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. I actually had in 2017, an accident where I sustained a traumatic brain injury. Now I was not able to get out of bed fully for nine months. And it took me 14 months just to be able to walk to the end of my road and be able to start holding proper conversations again. And it really took a good five years for me to fully recover. And in those first nine months, especially, like I had all my senses taken away from me. So I couldn't talk properly because I was slurring my words. I couldn't open the curtains because the daylight was too bright for me. Any noise or sound, like absolutely anything was sensory overload on my brain. So those nine months were literally spent in a dark room, flat on my back. And the only thing I had left was my breath. I couldn't watch TV, read books, nothing. I just had my breath. And luckily, literally one month before that accident, I had discovered breathwork in Bali at the Bali Spirit Festival. After my first session, I was hooked. I went to one every single day signed up to all my favorite teachers. So when I had my accident, I received an email saying that one of my favorite teachers was doing a 10 month online training. This was back in 17 before anyone even used Zoom, but this was on Zoom. And really before like mainstream was talking about breath work. I mean, I just saw NBC did a story on it two days ago um, in the United States, like corporations now are starting to sponsor people coming in and doing this. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So in 2017, this was really far out for a lot of people. And, um, you know, at the time, obviously, I did not want to be a practitioner. I just wanted somebody to hold me in the breath for 10 months. So even though it was a teacher's training, I signed up to do the teacher's training because 
what I could do from bed was open up a Zoom room every week and breathe. And it literally was my life savior and it got me through so much. And since then, I've developed my practice and now I am a, t- I'm a teacher and I use the hypno breathwork technique, which is where we use breathwork to access a deep theta brainwave state very quickly. It's one of the fastest ways we can access theta. And then I bring in hypnotherapy techniques to start rewiring the subconscious mind. And then I end up with a Dr. Joe Dispenza visualization to really put people in the energy of the future so they can start creating the neural pathways to get us there. And I love the fact that you talk about how corporations are bringing that in because that is what we have been doing. It's even great to access flow states for creativity, for immense focus, clarity, it's, you know, one of my favorite things when I was working with clients, when you just said the future, it's interesting because, you know, we're all about being in the present, right? We don't want to be living in the past because we're anchoring ourselves to those emotions. We don't want to be too much in the future. It causes people anxiety. But the truth is like, there's so many wonderful things that come about positive visualizations of the future of seeing and then bringing those feelings into ourselves and feeling mm. that like wonderful, like picturing yourself as if it is reality and then let those feelings come into you. So I love that you said that because there is so much about being in the present, which is important, but we can do some really remarkable things with our brain and changing our biochemistry by positive visualizations in the future. I really like that. Yeah, um, our brain doesn't know the difference between what is happening now and what we are visualizing. So if we can create those images within our mind and feel those feelings within our body, then we start making the chemistry to get us there. It's so wonderful. And it's why I guess it's so important also to let go of those limiting beliefs that hold you back. And a lot of those limiting beliefs are tied to things from our past, right? So this process helps people release those as well. Yeah. So when we, when we are in breath work, we actually momentarily change the oxygen and carbon dioxide levels of our brain, which allows us to tap into our limbic brain, our subconscious. Now I'll tell you a great story. When I was recovering from my brain injury, at one point I was working with um, neurofeedback trainers and they had electrodes and straps all around my head, trying to get blood flow to my brain, to my brain. And they were getting me to count, tell stories, watch videos and repeat sentences back to them. And nothing was getting blood flow to my brain. Luckily, my teacher was super open-minded and he was like, Susie, do your breath work. And within a second, there was blood flow going to my brain and I could see it in real time on the computer screen. So this was so fascinating for me as a breathwork coach because then I could really see that through our breath, through us changing this oxygen and carbon dioxide level momentarily, we can access a part of our brain that we can't critically think our way into. So whilst we think we're running our lives from our conscious mind, neuroscience tells us that actually 95% of our actions and reactions are from our subconscious. So this is outward, this is the limbic brain. This is us, the back of our brain. So we want to get out of our prefrontal cortex the front of our brain. So this is what breathwork does. It allows us to access these other parts of our brain. So once we're in the breath and I start bringing in the hypnotherapy cues, we can start really looking and seeing what's holding us back. The stories from the past, the patterns, the behaviors. 
we can start actually breathing them out of our body and then we can start rewiring new patterns and behaviors. That's beautiful. Um, I've shared with my audience before that hypnotherapy changed my life. You know, I had PTSD from a previous relationship. And then of course, during the cancer treatment. Um, so this is, I feel like it's uh, hypnotherapy on steroids when you add in the breath work. Um, what type of conditions does it work best for? Or what kind of, um, who benefits the most from this? Yeah, that's a really great question. So PTSD is something that I work with a lot as well, you know, because obviously our minds and our bodies have different timelines on how we we work, how we cope with PTSD. So it's really great to, with breathwork, we also allow ourselves to shift stuck emotions from the body as well through the breath. So anything trapped in our nervous system, so we can really get that, those those emotions from those traumas out of our body. Um, and then I work a lot with people who I, I do work a lot with people with brain injury. And as I said, businesses nowadays, like so many people can benefit even like small things, you know, people come to me, they want to lose weight and, you know, they consciously have a, a feeling that they want to lose weight. And say, for example, if you're at LifeCo, you know, you can go on a, a juice fast, you can do your seven day juice fast and you can go home and say, okay, I'm going to carry on and I'm going to be good. And I'm going to eat this, that, and that. But actually, if as a child, you were told that you had to finish everything on your plate, yeah. if you know, you've got some subconscious programmings running there. So even though you can consciously try and make those shifts, you're still going to have that subconscious patterning. So it's all about getting your subconscious and your conscious aligned. And that's when the goals and the shifts massively happen. I love that. It's, it's funny you brought up like when we're told as a child, I really tried with my children not to do that. But I've shared stories with them as a little girl being like left in the kitchen and then the lights being turned out because I wouldn't finish my plate. <laughs> like seriously, I, you know, luckily it's not an issue for me as an adult, but yeah, that clean plate club, they called it in the day. It's like, who wants to be a member of the clean plate club? Um, so yeah, I love that rewiring of subconscious thoughts. It's so true because the root of a lot of things that hold us back or cause anxiety or fear or sadness a lot of times we can't put our finger on it. We have no idea in most cases, depending on how awake you are and how much you know work you've done on yourself. It's tied to something. It's usually tied to something. So what does a session with you look like? If somebody is coming um, to do a private session with you over Zoom or you know, if they're where you are, how long is it? What does it entail? Yeah, so I usually have a consultation form before I work with any of my clients. And we really start looking at where they are in their life, what they feel is holding them back, what their true heart's desires are and where they want to go. So we get a really clear plan on what they want, where they want to go. And then I will map out a program for them, a journey. And usually there's some unblocking before we move on into, you know, visualizing the future and where you want to go. So we look at the patterns holding them back, like, did you get like, you know, mother and father wounds in a child work or we'll look at some shadow work, we'll start unblocking. And once we've started shifting those lower negative emotions that could be holding us back, that's when we can start making space for the higher emotions of joy, of gratitude, of love, and start using those emotions to create the future that we want. 
And so are these like a two hour session, a three hour session, a series of sessions? How does that work? Yeah. So I, I have a six session package. So I find obviously consistency One, you can have big shifts in one session, but consistency is key. And, um, you know, because of the, the technique, which is the hypnosis, the breath work and the visioning, because it's such a powerful, impactful three-part process, actually the breath work only lasts about 35, 40 minutes. And then we, we have chat, like we have integration afterwards and a chat beforehand just to see where we we're at. It's so different to my original breathwork training where we had to, in that training, we were taking people on breathwork journeys for at least an hour you know, and, and that was when it's just breathwork alone. So when you do breathwork alone, yeah, you're going to be breathing for at least an hour, but cause this is such a three, this three part process is so impactful. You can actually cut the time down, which means you can do it every day. Oh, that's wonderful. I know when I was doing my hypnotherapy, um, with some of my healing, sometimes the sessions were two and a half, three hours, and I was knocked out for a couple of days afterwards. So <laughs> this, it sounds like a really interesting um, biohacking, biohacking practice. I, I really love hearing about this. Um, let me ask you, I've, I know that you also do something called something with the joy frequency. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that is? What's the joy frequency? Yeah. So this is just something I'm super passionate about is actually helping people step into their joy frequency because we have an emotional scale, you know, and the joy frequency is actually the top of the very top of the emotional scale. And at the bottom you have anger, resentment, guilt, and it doesn't, we're not, I don't want to judge any emotions. We're human. We're here to feel every single emotion on the emotional scale. And you know, sometimes joy for people is just way too far out. Let's say if you're having a, if you're in the middle of a brain injury, the thought of being in joy is just impossible. But what we can do once we start tapping into just those higher frequencies is that we can start moving our way up the emotional scale so that we do start living more from the top of the emotional scale. So through breath work, we can start shifting those lower vibration emotions and bringing in the higher emotions. But within the breathwork, you know, I go through a lot of neuroscience as well. So let's say, for example, we have 60,000 thoughts every single day, but we can only have one thought at, at a time. And when I found this out, I was like fascinated because if we can catch that thought, then we can shift our perspective on everything. So our brains are hardwired to have a negative bias. This is from caveman days. This is like when anything bad happened, we had to remember it so that we wouldn't go back and put ourselves in that situation again. So we've all had those days where you have like an amazing day, everything is great. And then you get one shitty email from a colleague and that's all you can think about. This is our biology. However, we can start shifting our brain. Neuroplasticity has shown us that if the more we can start seeing things from a different perspective and putting a positive bias on it, then our brains will start naturally doing that when things happen. So these are the things that I work on within the joy frequency is allowing us to look at things differently, changing perspectives. It's it's a layered process. So do you have anything you can share with people listening that they could maybe do from home? You know, maybe they're having a bad day in the office, they're stuck in traffic, they had a fight with their spouse and they have whatever it is. Are there any like little 
breath tips or even any clearings that you do for yourself. It doesn't even have to be anything to do with hypno breath work. Just in general, mm. what do you do to help clear the energy or bring your, your vibration back up a little bit when it starts to sink? Yeah. I think first of all, just allowing it as well. That's my first thing is actually just acknowledging that that's how I'm feeling and that's okay. And it only actually takes 19 seconds and 10 breaths to change your point of view. So say that again. It takes 19 19 seconds seconds and 10 breaths, 10 breaths to change your point of view, to change your point of view. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, just super acknowledging where you're at. If, if you're pissed off, angry, whatever it is, just really allowing that emotion. And there's no, I really don't want to, um, no spiritual bypassing here, no emotional bypassing, allowing all of our humanness and then coming to that breath, coming to that stillness and just trying to see things in a different perspective. Like, okay, what's this situation teaching me right now? How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? This email I've got from this colleague, you know, okay, she's teaching me that I need better communication skills. I'm going to work on my communication skills. So I really just like to see things in a different perspective. And how's the 10 breaths come in to that? You make sure you're counting that you're breathing 10 times before you move on? It's the 10 breaths that take you into presence and allows, allows different parts of your brain to once again be fired up to see a different perspective. I see. I like that. So what are some of your other favorite biohacks? Yeah. Share that with us. I love that question. As you know, I'm addicted to biohacking. Um, The hyperbaric oxygen chamber saved my life. Explain what that is for people who aren't maybe familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I use this for my brain injury. It's a chamber that takes you down as if you were 18 meters below sea level. So it's pressurized. And whilst you're in the chamber, you're breathing 97% pure oxygen. So usually outside, we're breathing 21% oxygen. So we're getting mass oxygen at a pressure. And because of the pressure, the oxygen molecules are smaller. So you can get more oxygen into your bloodstream. And the pressure allows for the blood to be pushed around to parts of the body that it can't usually get to. So with a brain injury, there's a lot of inflammation in the brain. And blood flow can't get there. So actually, brain injury is so confusing because it gets way worse before it starts to get better. And that's all because blood flow is being stopped to the part of the brain that's been damaged. And then all the cells around it start to die. So things get worse. And it wasn't until I got into the hyperbaric chamber and was able to start getting blood flow to my brain through the chamber that things really shifted. Wow. So... Um, is this something like other people would want to do just because does it help with energy or rejuvenation yeah. or what, what does it help for, for other people? Yeah, all of that, actually. It, um, it was a big, it, with a brain injury, you get chronic fatigue. So it was a bit, it had a big part to play in me overcoming chronic fatigue and it's just great for skin and energy and rejuvenation. It's no, it's been proven to increase your telomere lengths so telomeres are are aging how we age um and what else do you like give us a couple more things that you really like biohacking 
As I'm sitting here right now, you can't see it, it's under the table. I broke my foot a couple of months ago and I actually have a red light wrapped around my foot right oh, now. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> Just because I'm still healing the wound and red light is also known to um, help fractures. The fracture's pretty much healed now, but I'm still, the wound is still healing. Um, so I travel with my red light. I love it. Do you also use it on your face or for hair growth or anything else? Yeah, exactly. So um, at the moment, because I'm traveling always for work, I end up doing a lot of breath work myself because I just always make sure I practice everything multiple times before I hold any sessions. So because I'm doing so much breath work and I love I love um, biohacking stacks, I like to stack things, you know, got a short amount of time in this world. I really want to make the most of every moment. So when I do my morning breath work, I have my red light over my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or on different parts of my body, my foot. And yes, I have one at home as well for my hair. And after my brain injury, I lost a lot of hair actually because of the stress. We and talked about really this, the life co, obviously, because I had lost a lot of hair from chemo. Well, I lost all my hair from chemo. And then um, because of the type I was on, I had a, it was a really hard to come back and I still have issues with it. You know, um, it's just, it was, so I remember you and I had this conversation about hair loss. It's mm. nobody ever says, oh, it's only hair. <laughs> There's so much more tied to hair. <laughs> yes, it really is. So I've now got this red light cap, which I wear at home. Honestly, Michelle, if anyone could was a fly on my world wall during the days when I'm at home <laughs> in London working, they would just be like, who is this woman with all these contraptions attached to her? I, you know, I do the same thing. Is I love what you said, biohack stacking. And that's really interesting. So like sometimes I'll wear my light glasses, you know, now with the time change and being in the Northern hemisphere, it's dark early. I'm one of those people that really needs a lot of natural light. So I have the like illuminate glasses and I'll do that while I'm also doing like my meditation or when I'm at the life co I'm doing oxygen and I'm doing the sensate vibration and doing my own little meditation. <laughs> I do the same thing. The biocharger, like I try to put things together because why not? You know, why yeah. not? Anything we can do to change our body's chemistry to improve overall wellness and well-being, the better. But realistically, right, we have to be honest, we have limited time sometimes. It should be our priority, but we're busy. We have jobs, children, traffic, whatever it is. So if we can take that time that we're showing ourselves that self-love through biohacking and stack them together, that's brilliant. I, I've never thought of terming it, like giving it that term. I like that. Biohacking stacking. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. Um, so I know that you do private sessions. You do Zoom sessions, of course that you're out of the UK, currently in Costa Rica, teaching retreats, how can people find you if they want to either do a private consultation with you or if they want to come take one of your beautiful retreats? Yes. Yeah, so um, they can find me on Instagram. I'm Breathe with Susie. That's S-U-Z-Y. Breathe with well, yeah. Susie. Yeah. Okay. I'll put a link in the show notes so people can find you there. Yeah. And the retreats I'm working on at the moment are, I'm, I'm actually being booked privately on people's retreats, but um, I do share on my Instagram what retreats they are and how you can come and find me on some of the retreats. Wonderful. And do you do any um, uh, like Zoom classes or special seminars or anything like that as well that people can maybe check you out? 
Yeah, once a month I hold a, uh, a Zoom class. Last month was Joy Frequency. Next month is going to be Self Love, and we're going to be raising money for an orphanage at Christmas. And in January, I have a really beautiful path to wholeness group program starting, which is a really deep dive in self-love because what I've realized through all my multiple healing journeys is that it's our self-love and self-care practices that get us through the hard times. Self-love is life really. Yeah. Yeah. Like energy is currency and self-love is life for sure. I love that. That's beautiful, Susie. Um, well, I know that you fit us in. You had a very short window. And I'm glad to have grabbed that window of your time. Um, I Well, who inspires you? Let me ask you that. Who's, who inspires Ooh, you? My expanders. I love that question. Who inspires me? <sighs> Gosh, so many people. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of um, Sadhguru. He's one of the... He's a spiritual teacher. I've been reading the Dalai Lama's books and yeah, um, I really love following the biohackers like Tim Biohacker and Dave Asprey always. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned yeah. um, Joe Dispenza earlier as well. Yeah. Well, I love that. If you think of anything that you would like to share with our audience, send me a link and I'll include it in the show notes. Um, because a lot of times, you know, people hear a wonderful guest like yourself and they want to know what inspires you. So if there's something inspiring to you, send it to me and I'll share it with the audience. I wish everybody listening right now could see you besides the fact that she's just a beautiful woman. Uh, she has so much sparkle and light in her eyes and her smile lights up my whole screen. We are doing this on zoom. And that was one of the things Susie that I really loved about you the first time I met you was that you were coming off this really uh, on paper traumatic story, this injury. And you were, you didn't go into all the details today, which we don't need to, but it was really, really rough and took a long time. And there was family issues and there's your personal issues. And, you know, it was a long road. And yet you were there because this is three, four years ago, you're, you know, in your healing journey with a smile on your face and your eyes sparkly. And your body wasn't totally your own yet, but your eyes had this beautiful, engaging, hypnotic sparkle. And everybody in Bodrum, Turkey, who met you still talks about you down to the little nighttime security guard who speaks not one word of English, who every time he sees me asks how you are doing. How's Susie? <laughs> so you are just a beautiful soul. Thank you for shining your light with the world and with my audience here that you lost me at Namaste. Oh, that's made me cry. <laughs> no, I just, I really just, I love you. And, you know, we don't really talk. We don't know each other that well, but I really, you have so much love that you're offering the world and you're changing so many people's lives and helping people learn how to heal themselves. And that really is what it's all about is helping people learn how to heal themselves because we can all do it. We're just not taught to do it. So yeah. you're a beautiful teacher in this arena. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much, Michelle. That means the world to me. So I like to end every show with either like a mantra or a positive affirmation, something you can say to yourself. And I asked Susie to share something that makes her feel good. And so share with us, Susie, tell us what you would like us to know. <laughs> yes. It's a beautiful quote by Celia Thaxter. And it's, it is, there shall be eternal summer in the grateful heart. 
And I love this saying just because whenever I say it to myself, it just reminds me, it just brings this feeling into my body of like, you know, that feeling of eternal summer nights and the gratitude of my heart. And it just makes my whole body come alive when I think of that saying. And I say that saying to myself and it just always reminds me that everything is always about gratitude, you know. That's beautiful. I'll put it in the show notes. I encourage anybody listening, go to the notes, just scroll down on your phone, wherever you're listening, and you can write it down, put it on a sticky, put it in your phone, say it to yourself several times throughout the week. Would you say it one more time, Susie? There shall be eternal summer in the grateful heart. I love it. There shall be eternal summer in the grateful heart. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing it with us. And thank you, Susie, for joining us today on You Lost Me at Namaste. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Know that you're worthy. You're enough. You were born for a reason. And the universe needs your gifts. Until next time, everyone, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.